Welcome everyone to our question of the week episode. This is Matt with the Cup of Freedom. This is where we seek to answer a question that we've received or just through our through our counseling, through our coaching, through our ministry and and seek to apply uh, the freedom in Christ message uh, truth to the to the question. So the question comes and this is perfect because we've been talking about uh, our thought life with uh, the Battle of the Mind series we've been doing. but the question is what is what's the difference between thoughts and beliefs? Really, really good question, and so important for us to to know this as we know that, and we've talked about so oftentimes, our beliefs are what drive the behaviors, but how do they become beliefs? Uh, how do they become beliefs? And they become beliefs because we've taken certain thoughts, we've taken ownership of certain thoughts. So just to, I want to talk through this uh, today. So a thought basically, you know, and we've talked about this, we can have hundreds, if not thousands of thoughts every day. There's actually some recent research that I was just reading in the last couple of weeks that say we could have up to 12,000 thoughts a day. And I don't know how <laughs> they're doing that research there, but up to 12,000 thoughts. I mean, think about that, right? So we're obviously not taking ownership of all 12,000 of those thoughts, but that's possible. We're having thoughts all kinds. And so basically the simple definition of a thought is any cognitive information that we're receiving from from the world from circumstances from from all of that it's it's the cognitive information but the different the difference then between a thought and belief a belief then is now i'm i'm taking that information and i'm accepting it as truth so a thought just can be uh it, it, there's there's no right or wrong necessarily in it per se in the in the beginning of it for example uh i may have a thought well I'm, what you know what am i going to have for lunch today and maybe i'll have a salad today maybe i'll have a sandwich maybe i'll have that's just a thought i mean uh, i sure hope the cardinals win the game tonight uh maybe i'll go out in the yard and work in the yard later on after work or something like that just all kinds of thoughts right that are coming at us all day long uh, and some can be, of course, more powerful and reoccurring and stronger than others. But there's really there's been kind of this non-judgment made about it, okay? Uh, versus a belief, then we've now made a judgment about it. We've said whether it's true or not. A thought in the moment could be just neutral. Could be just well, I just think I'm gonna what, what am, you know what am I gonna have for lunch today? Or I think this coffee really tastes good, or whatever that may be. Uh, but now with a belief where it's become what we've done, we've accepted it, we've made a judgment call on it, that's true, or that's not true, because we can have believe, beliefs that would say, well, that's, that's not true, I don't believe that's true, or I believe that is true, okay? So we're taking in the thoughts, right, all these hundreds, if not thousands of thoughts, and over time, we have then taken ownership of some of those thoughts, and we've accepted them as truth. That's a really good word you can think of. We, we've accepted uh, those thoughts as, tr- as truth, whether they are or not. Because some of those thoughts, as we know, even though we said initially they could be neutral, some of those thoughts are absolutely uh, not true about about us. But we've taken ownership of them. One example I've 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 seen in this from from a human standpoint is we can think of the thought as like a seed. Like think about if you're let's say you're going out and planting grass seed in your front yard, and you sprinkle I don't know hundreds if not thousands of seeds into the the yard. Well, not all of those seeds are going to take root, okay? Thousands of them, right? But not all of them are going to give birth, and all, not all of them are going to take root. Not all of them are going to grow. But where, what happens with a belief is, is that it's those seeds or a few of those seeds that have actually taken root. We've now drawn a conclusion about the thought, 
and we and it's 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 growing. It's growing and we're actually now accepting it. We're drawing conclusions, we're making judgments about it, and we're believing now that that's true. Okay, so that's the difference there from from just an informational standpoint. Okay, um, one other example. So let's just say you you have had thoughts about you know being being unworthy for you know your your whole life. Those are those thoughts that you've had those thoughts. So I'm going to give you an example. So you're let's just say Joe. Joe's one of those that's has has had thoughts uh, about being unworthy. So he goes. Joe goes to a party. And Steve comes up to him, and he introduces himself, just says, you know, hey, Joe, how you doing? And they kind of talk a little bit, but really soon after, Steve kind of just leaves and walks away. Immediately, all of a sudden, Joe, because remember, he's had these reoccurring thoughts over and over again that he's unworthy. His first, one of his first thoughts is, well, boy, I, Steve really left. He must, he must, there must be something wrong with me. I'm unworthy. It goes all back to that. That thought that comes in. Well, if these, if he's had, if Joe's had many experiences of this in his life, maybe not just at a party, but just experiences from his childhood, and all of that, that uh, he's now at some point possibly taken ownership of that thought that he's something's wrong with him, that he's unworthy. So now this experience of Steve coming and kind of just talking for a few seconds and then leaving, this thought comes to his mind of well. Uh, Steve must not like me, or I must be unworthy, or whatever, right? Well, that could be true or not. Maybe Steve didn't want, but but what, what happens is Joe finds out later that um, Steve was actually called away for an important call. He he was called away for an important call, and he actually wasn't. He had to go take this call, and so it had nothing to do with Joe or anything. But because Joe's thought in the beginning was, well, uh, Steve just rejected me. I'm unworthy. Whatever. Uh, then I, I'm, there must be it, it triggered that belief, that deep seated belief that he's taken ownership over time. Even when the truth of the matter was, Steve walked away because he had to go make an important phone call. It was had nothing to do with Joe. See the difference there? So, so what's happened is in Joe's life is he's at some point and probably from his childhood, originating in early childhood, that uh, that he's then taken ownership of these. Of these thoughts, these 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 things that have come in, he's he's taken ownership of it, and they've had now staying power. Here's where you know it's a belief; it's got staying power. You're 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 acting, you're trusting it that it's true. It's and and what happens is it becomes reinforced over time that it becomes true to you. That's when you know it's become a belief. Okay, so with with this, you think about thoughts. Thoughts are just they can be fleeting, they can be flickering, they can be obviously some have the well, the ones that have the staying power. Then are the ones that we've taken ownership. Okay, but see, belief. So where beliefs come in then is now I've taken ownership of those for years and years, and then they've had. Not only have I believed them to be true for a long period of time, but now I've also acted as if they're true. This is when they really become entrenched beliefs in us is now I'm believing that uh, I maybe have thought that I was unworthy, but now if I'm actually believing that I'm unworthy and that's taken root for years and years and years, then I'm acting on it. Uh, And oftentimes this originates in childhood. We start to get thoughts. We have life experiences. We have people in our lives that are giving us messages. Um, We have all of this kind of things that are happening in our lives that are giving us thoughts about ourselves, and we're taking ownership of some of those. We're taking ownership of some of those about ourselves, about other people, and about about God. And so, um, 
So I'm going to give you some other examples here in a minute, but that, but they 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 take they can originate out of a direct experience. So let's say that your parents, you know, your parents maybe gave you messages, whether verbal or nonverbal, that you weren't good enough growing up. Maybe that was maybe uh, just a caregiver or a guardian or your parents were you, whether verbally or nonverbally, were receiving those messages. So you started having these thoughts, well, maybe I'm not good enough. And so in, the, in, in that case, you may have started to take internalize some of those thoughts and they became beliefs to you. Well, I'm not smart enough. I'm not good enough. I'm unworthy. I'm un... Or it could be where it was the opposite, where you can do anything. And so it started building this self, self-reliance self or this self-control, self be, the self being in control or this uh, self-sufficiency. It could have been that as well. And so... So um, this happened, happened through growing up, and so you, you've internalized it. Now you've maintained, its, you maintained it, you've adopted it, and now it's become this grown, this thought now has become this grown seed that's taken root, and now it comes out as, and you may not ever verbalize this, but you might, it comes out as, well, I'm not good enough. There's something wrong with me. And so the beliefs can also then take root out of comp- these conclusions that we've, we've made uh, from early life experiences, from, from current life experiences as well, that have happened to us and also around us. And so what happens is we start to piece these together, these things together. And, and the, way the way when you were younger, the way you processed this, the way you made, you made sense of this according to your world, according to your life. And then you started making assumptions about yourself. You started making assumptions about other people, the world, uh, and God as well. And so this began to develop your belief system, all coming from these thoughts that were presented to you, life experiences, all of this. And you now begin to form strong foundations based on those. And so they, and then what happens is now in your present, they continue to dictate your life. Whether you know it or not, your beliefs are dictating your life, your past, your present, and even your future. So someone that says, I'm, I'm living out of regret of my past, I'm living out of all these experiences of my past, I've, I've developed beliefs about those. Well, I'll never be anything because look at my past track record or my present. Well, I'm, I, I really can't stay in the moment right now because look what's happened to me in the past and I don't really see anything in the future. So the, we're, we're drawing these conclusions, we're making these assumptions and these founda- these have now become foundational uh, roots that have taken place. That's where a thought is different than a belief. Okay, And so um, they're basically beliefs or thoughts that have been repeated so much that we've taken ownership of them. And now we're putting it into practice. And here's where we're putting it into practice by by believing it's true and then acting as if it's true and reinforced over time, they become so entrenched to the point that um, if they're a lying belief, which we talk a lot about on this, if they're a lying belief, then that's what the stronghold is. And, and it's almost, it's, it's, it becomes automatic. We respond, I'm unworthy. So that's, if that's my belief, then I, it doesn't even take me a conscious thought to even think that I just it's it's already been so embedded and entrenched in me that it becomes automatic if that makes it becomes as automatic as blinking my eye it becomes a part of my knowing it's just it's what I believe and know to be true about me if if that's it so and think about this the, these roots <laughs> have a depth to them that is oftentimes not very movable 
You know, uh, it's 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 why I say like when I use the example of a weed, if you don't pull the weed up by the root and get the root out of there, then you're just trimming weeds. You're just trimming the weeds of your life. You're just dealing with all the externals, which is what so much of what we're doing in our lives is dealing with the externals instead of pulling up the root. So, but so these so these beliefs are that we believe so strongly uh, and and frequently that. Um, we actually don't even recognize them as thoughts anymore. We, now we've seen them as truths. They become truth. That's when you know it's become a belief, is when this is true about me um, and, and God and other things, right? And so we, we don't really – we, we kind of at some point stop questioning it. It's just the way – this is the way I've always done it, the way I've always believed, and this, is, this has got to be true. And, and, then, and then circumstances in our life we think may, may prove it to be true. And and so they're just they're they're we just think they're and so then we don't challenge them and this is where it becomes really difficult especially in the work that I do and even in my own journey thinking back how difficult it was for those lying beliefs to be recognized revealed and replaced with God's truth because I've taken ownership of them for so long so we've I believe they were true and so if I didn't challenge those if those weren't if I wasn't being willing to challenge them. And, and and allow God to to replace those and renew that, then they were just going to be, I was going to continue to live and act and respond out of that. Okay. And remember, remember now, beliefs and thoughts precede emotions. We did this in our emotion our emotional series we did a while back. And then that precedes behavior. We we think it's the other way around. I'm I'm just behaving out here because of whatever, but I'm actually behaving based on beliefs, thoughts preceding emotion because emotions are attached to beliefs and thoughts and then I'm acting on it okay so we don't we don't often see that but that's the way it is so so we without really investigating it or without even really examining whether those beliefs are true we're going to continue to accept them as if they're true and, they're, they're, and they're, if they're lies then we're going to believe they're true and a lying belief is basically anything that's not true about you uh, or, or God or other people uh, but you've accepted it as truth. And so you, and so it could be way off base, wildly off base, that you're unlovable, God doesn't love you, he's done with you, you're unacceptable. It could way, be way off base, but what they do is they wreak this havoc in our lives and in our emotional lives because we don't realize that our emotions are connected to our beliefs. So we're feeling all of this stuff, but yet it's always connected to our beliefs. And so once our brain now has it's taken root, that belief has taken root in our brains. It's here's where it really gets interest. This gets interesting, right? It's going to be on this constant search for evidence to prove that belief to be true. It's going to be so. If, I, if I'm unworthy, I was searching for, even though I didn't see it this way at the time. I was in my behavior. I was continually searching for evidence to prove that I was unworthy. So. Uh, and then also to try to do the opposite of that as well. But I was always so I was looking for evidence in my life. See, Matt, look at that. You, you're still looking at porn. You're still doing this. You're not spiritual enough. You're not whatever. And I take took ownership of those beliefs. I was looking for constant evidence to feed into that belief that I was unworthy. That's that's the one part of it, right? The other part of it is more of the other side. Why well, I had to prove myself that I was worthy, but that's but this part of it is I'm holding on to this belief I'm unworthy, and and here's the thing, you don't even see evidence to the contrary of that. Here's where it gets really entrenched. I'm looking for evidence that proves I'm unworthy. 
that reinforces that. But then I'm then anything that would say, oh, well, I did a good job or I did this or someone gave me an encouragement or something. I wasn't even able to see evidence to that because to the contrary of the belief, because that belief was so entrenched in me. And this is this is going to man, this is going to real. This is why we are struggle so much with this because um, because we've we we don't even even though the evidence in our lives may be to the contrary of that belief, we've we've just continued to to accept it even even when it's caused us great suffering, even when it's caused us pain. In our lives, we're still taking ownership of it. We're still saying this is this is true. So I wanted to give you a, a couple of little examples. You know, if you're a computer person, you know, the belief system is the programs of the computer. That's what makes your computer run smoothly. But if you've got a virus in your computer, what happens? The virus is now taken over, and your computer is not running anywhere close to the way it should be. So the virus is those lying beliefs. It's now taken over, and it's running things. It's driving the computer. It's driving the bus. And what do we need? We need an antivirus <laughs> to come in and wipe that all out and replace it with the original programming uh, of, of truth. And so we need that in that. We need that in that. Okay. So again, if we think of uh, what, what is this to wrap this up? Uh, think of it. We've taken ownership of it. It's taken root. We've drawn conclusions from it. They're harder to change. A belief is harder to change because they they just don't budge quite as easily because we've taken ownership. And I would I would suggest to you that you've probably got two to three core beliefs about yourself, about God, and about other people. But if you just think about those those core beliefs about yourself and God, those messages came from authority figures in your life, from your social environment, your personal experiences, the repetition of your life, those all those all were there. And so that's kind of where they where they came from, your life experiences, right? And so so that, that uh, another example, so I'm going to use this example from a from a so let's just say that um, I so there there's a there's a thought of example of I'm I'm unworthy. Okay, that's the thought. I'm unworthy. Okay? And so something happens in this, let's say that I had a project that I was going to be doing and I didn't get it done. And so uh, immediately that triggered, I, I should have worked harder, I should have spent the time to do that. So immediately what that does is that triggers that because I've, I've had these thoughts so much in my life that I'm unworthy, I'm unworthy, I'm unworthy. This project didn't get finished. And so I, I immediately should have worked harder, I should have done this, I should have done that. That's the thought that came in. But what does it trigger? It goes back to trigger the belief that, oh, I'm just unworthy. I'm just no good. I Look at this. This proves, this proves because I didn't get this project done. This proves that I'm unworthy, right? And so let's, let's say that you have the belief, you've taken ownership of thoughts that you're just a lustful person. Let's personalize this to the to pornography. You're just a lustful person. So you have a so let's say you have a thought that um, well I'm I'm bored. I'm just going to go look at my phone, right? Well, if you think you're a lustful person, what's that going to lead to? I'm a, that's my core belief. I'm a lustful person. I'm bored. I'm lonely. Nobody loves me. Um, maybe some somewhere throughout that day you saw an attractive girl or something. But if your core belief then is well I'm just a lustful person. Then that those thoughts that are coming in can be reinforced by the belief, "Well, I'm just a lustful person," as opposed to, "I'm a free man in Christ. I'm a free man in Christ. I still may have some of those same thoughts that come at me, those same triggers for you know, for example, 
But I now have the belief, no, I'm a free man. I'm a new man in Christ. I'm fully worthy. I don't have to accept that. So a really great question to end this, a really great question to ask yourself was, are these beliefs true? What is the truth? The truth doesn't ever change. Does it align with Jesus and what he says about you? Um, you know, is it clear? Can you understand it? Are these beliefs true? Because this is how we're going to be managing our thought life is that if we've taken those thoughts that, uh, that we think are true and we've allowed them to grow, it multiplies. It takes root. We agree with it. We believe it's true. And then we're going to repeat it. We're going to repeatedly act on it. And that's where it becomes a problem, especially if it's a lie. So we must resolve the lying belief. We must recognize what is it? What is the thought that's coming at me? Is it true? And then what can I do with it? Is this who I am? I mean, do I have to take ownership of this repeatedly? And this, again, is the work of the Lord and the renewing of the mind. And we're going to talk about that more as we end our series with the battle of the mind. But I wanted you to see the difference in this because it's important to realize that not every thought that comes at you you have to take ownership of. Uh, and you can also now see your thought life in a totally different way because they're not coming from you, but they're coming at you, but you've you've now taken ownership of some of those. And you don't have to anymore. You can kick those out the door and say, you know what, I need to recognize that these are lies. These are not truth. I can reject this in the name of Jesus. I'm a man of purity. I'm a free man. I'm a man of worthiness because of Christ in me. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a person that has Christ living in me, and I'm free, and I, I, that's the work of the Holy Spirit. But we have to be willing, because we've taken ownership of this for so long, we have to be willing to have those beliefs challenged. We have to be willing to have those beliefs looked at. If we're not, if we're just going to continue to take ownership, then we're going to continue to be doing and acting in the same way. There isn't going to be transformation because, because beliefs haven't been transformed. Transformed beliefs and thoughts... Uh, actually, transformed beliefs lead to transformed thoughts, which lead to a better emotional awareness, which lead to transformed behavior. That's the flow. That's the flow of it. And until those beliefs are transformed and we see our thought life differently, then there won't be transformation in our behavior because we may have short-term temporary uh, temporary, you know, freedom, but it won't be long-lasting because we're still believing a lie. Still believing in life. So I hope that helps. Uh, I went a little longer than I wanted to, but I hope that helps. And uh, again, reach out to us if you would like to pursue coaching. Uh, if you have any other questions you'd like us to, to just talk through, uh, please reach out to us. We'll leave our email in the description. Thanks for joining us today. And as we say here on this podcast, come as you are and find freedom. We'll talk to you next time. Mm-hmm.